What up, what hey, up, hey. what up? What's going on, America? And welcome to Friday's edition of the Dear America podcast. Uh, first thing, I want to say thank you to everyone who sent uh, emails in support of my actual rant that I went on. In Did the you get a lot episode. of responses? Oh, yeah. Not one negative response uh, at all. Good. Um, and I like to highlight some things, uh, and, and this isn't... Uh, a support me email I want to highlight, but every once in a while I want to support uh, people who have uh, amazing yet terrifying insights about things. So this is about, I asked people to give me their thoughts about what they think about the Supreme Court pick, blah, 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 blah. And this comes from Jessica. And it's a very interesting uh, thought process, but it's also horrifically terrifying all in the same moment uh this is in response to episode 264 it says graham you're awesome and i love your podcast thank you i appreciate that um let's get down to uh the real part she says she appreciates me thank you jessica i appreciate you too it says this okay i have a terrifying thought and wondered what you think what if biden does nominate kamala to scotus and then picks hillary as his new vp then shortly after he, in quotations, can't continue being president, and then Hillary Clinton is the president of the United States. I may have nightmares tonight. Thanks so much, Jessica. Well, Jessica, now we all have nightmares <laughs> because of the Freddy Krueger, Wes Craven dreams that you have. Um, I can't think of a more uh, terrifying scenario. <laughs> than that, that that seems very realistic too unfortunately you know it really does and and we're going to touch base on the supreme court stuff i don't know let me know what you think about jessica's take send me an email graham at dearamericamedia.com and let me know what you think uh that would be the, yeah that would be bad um okay <laughs> we've got a lot of random things to talk about at first uh, Rachel Maddow has been caught flat out lying. We're going to talk about cocaine uh, Ooh, there we as go. well. Just, you know, cocaine. Anyway. Love it. Um, but before we do that, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, guys. The end of the month is approaching. This is the second to last episode of this month. We have one more on Monday. So this is the last opportunity for you to take advantage of the $150 free 40 chicken breast added to your order at goodranchers.com slash Graham. It's time for you to get off your perpetual sitting there talking about wanting to support conservative businesses for standing up for conservative voices and then they get attacked by the left and their business suffers. It's just time to get off your butt and support the people that support us right now. You can support a company that not only supports uh, free speech, supports this show, they support the American Rancher with 100% American meat, not China meat, not Australian meat, American meat. All you got to do is go to goodranchers.com slash Graham right now and use the offer code Graham at checkout and you will get an additional 40 free chicken breast added to your order. That's $150 value. So support the companies that support us. Go to goodranchers.com slash Graham now. All right, let's talk about cocaine. 
Uh, I, this, this isn't really political. I just, you know, every once in a while I find some stuff that I think is interesting. So uh, the New York Post is reporting, you know, they just had the first uh, pig to human heart transplant. Did you hear about that? I heard like I, I did, but I forgot about it. It's a pig heart that's in a person now for a heart transplant. Mm. And it was the first of its kind. And it's actually just revolutionary, right? Because people who need heart transplants, like the poor guy we talked about in the last episode, um, if they continue to perfect this, they just kill a pig. So we could literally, instead of growing pigs for bacon, well, growing pigs, raising pigs for bacon. Well, you're we, not wrong. We could raise Hello, pigs McDonald's. for our hearts. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, like, that's the big thing, right? You know, I mean, the, the pig is the closest thing that we've got to a human. That's why all the doctors practice on pigs, you know, and all that other kind of stuff uh, as far as, like, anatomy goes. Yeah. Uh, so it's a big deal, actually, the, the, the pig heart put into a human. But that's not the purpose of this article. The purpose of this article is to say what the secret ingredient was to make this work. And apparently, cocaine was the secret ingredient in the pig-to-human heart transplant. The organ used during the groundbreaking pig-to-heart transplant that took place earlier this month got a boost from an unlikely drug, cocaine. Now, doctors hope to see more of the party drug in transplant hospitals. Uh, let's see. Dr. Muhammad Mahu Idin, good luck, director of xenotransplantation, uh, which refers to the process of transferring uh, an animal organ into a human at the University of Maryland Medical Center, spoke to Vice News about his historic work on a 57-year-old patient who became the host of a genetically modified pig heart. The heart was developed by a lab, blah, blah, blah. Where's the cocaine, dude? <laughs> Usually <laughs> transplant organs originate from much shorter distances as they deteriorate within a few hours of the body. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, here we go. Uh, Mo, Mo, Hi-U-Dini, Mo, Mo, M -O, <coughs> it's M-O-H-I-U-D-D-I-N. Mohiudinin? I'm not even going to try. Explained how cocaine was used in a mixture among hormones, including cortisol and adrenaline. Good Lord, you mix cocaine with adrenaline? <laughs> Golly. That gets you going. Uh, th th uh, that keeps the live tissue from spoiling during its long journey overseas to Maryland. But the proprietary solution raised flags with drug enforcement officials in the U.S. where cocaine has never been used in this setting. The cocaine name pops out because everybody thinks, oh, my God, what is cocaine doing in there? So apparently they used the cocaine along with cortisol and adrenaline to keep the organ from deteriorating while being transferred. Interesting, interesting stuff. That's the did you know uh, article of the day. Nothing that was super interesting. Nothing political at all. I just saw that and thought, wow, okay, I need a new heart. Give me some cocaine. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's anyway. subscribed by the doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's medical cocaine. Um, you know, uh, that's, a, that's a dig at the uh, states that are arguing over the uh, uh, legalizing marijuana right now, including South Carolina, as we speak. They are arguing uh, legalization of marijuana. Um, Let's see. Let's talk about Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow is one of my favorite uh, horrible news anchors and has the ultimate hair and hair, uh, Karen haircut. You know, if you had to imagine a Karen, 
I'm pretty sure a picture of Rachel Maddow pops up in your mind. In fact, if we ever have dictionaries that come with pictures to associate with words, Rachel Maddow would be pictured to Urban Dictionary version of Karen. Can we just call her Karen Maddow for this episode? Karachel. There we go. Karen. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, so this was uh, just yesterday. Uh, you know, she has this show Maddow, right? Maddow, Rachel Maddow, whatever. Um, and she was caught red-handed cutting off this stuff. So they, um, they were wanting to get a... Uh, response for the Florida Department of Health. Okay, so Florida is in this battle with the Biden administration and the FDA because, like we reported, they've cut off the amount of monoclonal antibody treatments that you can have, right? Two. That's it. And so uh, apparently the Maddow show reached out to uh, the press secretary, the Florida Department of Health uh, response, Jeremy T. Redford. Um and uh, asked for a uh, response. So on the Maddow show, this is what it says. There's a picture of it. It says, Florida Department Health of Response, and it's got a quote from Jeremy T. Redford. And this is what it says on her show, live on TV. It says, thanks for reaching out to ask about this unsubstantiated conspiracy theory. It's cute that you're asking for comment, dot, dot, dot. And then she goes on this tirade about how awful Florida is. Well, this dude sees it, screenshots it, and then, you know, post, uh, and it says, thanks for reaching, it's, basically, uh, it says, uh, this is Jeremy Redfern's Twitter, it says, hey, Maddow, is there a reason you didn't finish reading the rest of my sentence from that statement I sent you? This is what the full thing says. Thanks for reaching out to ask about this unsubstantiated conspiracy theory. It's cute that you're asking for comment. That's where it stopped. Remember? Yeah. Okay. This is what it says. Thanks for reaching out for comment at 8.21 p.m., 39 minutes before your deadline, expecting that I wouldn't respond. I'm willing to bet that your show prep is already done and your story is already written. It's a big difference. It's a very big difference. So basically, the Maddow show hit this guy up for a response 39 minutes before the show's fixing to come on. Okay? So the dude was like, it doesn't matter what I say. You've already got the show written. It's 39 minutes out. What do you even want? But this is what they do, ladies and gentlemen. This is what the left-leaning media, which is 95% of the media, this is what they do. They take things, and they completely cut it off. Like, they cut... They cut his statement off mid-sentence. Like, it didn't even finish the sentence. Um, They'll do whatever it takes to push their agenda. Anyway, it's going everywhere because, you know, this dude owned the Maddow show. So good for him. Uh, Let's see. Other random things that I found today. Uh, This was reported by the Daily Mail. Um, My question is, what happened to Black Lives Matter? You guys remember Black Lives Matter? They're really prominent during the George Floyd stuff. and Yeah, they kind of dipped lately, haven't they? They they got a free pass to just burn and just destroy and kill people uh, during the pandemic and the lockdowns, mind you. Um, Anyway, but yeah, Black Lives Matter has kind of like just, I haven't heard a single thing ever since the original president of it or whatever got busted for buying like six homes and all this other kind of stuff. So the Daily Mail is reporting on this. Who 
is in charge of Black Lives Matter's $60 million bankroll. Black Lives Matter will not confirm who controls its significant funds after founder stepped down and two activists she appointed to take her place rejected the roles. So in other words, now Black Lives Matter um, has no one in charge of all of this money. So where is all of this money going? So there's just $60 million just and within the organization that yeah. wants in control of? It, well, no, it's controlled by the Democrats. And I got <clears throat> fact-checked on Facebook a few years ago for this. Uh, Black Lives Matter is deemed as a charity organization, yeah. but it has no address. Or at least two years ago when we reported on this, it has no physical location. It has no articles of incorporation that can be found. They've probably fixed this since then. But they also use Act Blue as their fundraising tool. Now, what is Act Blue? Act Blue is the de facto fundraising uh, software for Democrat candidates. Just like Win Red is the de facto software for red candidates to raise money. Is that odd? I think it's odd. And then it also says in Act Blue's statement, uh, Things that money that is not specifically donated for causes, like some people just donate money to Act Blue and all this other kind of stuff. Act Blue, at its sole discretion, can then put the money wherever they want to put it. So that money coming to Black Lives Matter through, uh, you said it's Back Blue, could then just go Act any, Blue. Act Blue mm -hmm. could then go anywhere in the Democratic Party. Yes, loophole. Then they say, well, th that's not us. And that's what I got fact-checked on. It's like, Act Blue does not have a policy of donating directly to Black Lives Matter. It's not what I said. I said they have the ability to let it go wherever they want it to go. Mm. That's what I said. And now S Black Lives Matter is sitting with $60 million that I guess is just going to sit there for forever. They're not going to do anything to help Black Lives with that $60 million. Again, not really the most prominent news cycle stuff right now, but I found it to be very interesting. What happened to Black Lives Matter? Um, as always, let's talk about the vaccines. Um, we hear about this talk all the time, the separation of church and state, right? Well, we hear about this all the time. Most of the time, it's the left saying that the church can't talk about this or talk about that because if they do, they are violating the separation of church and state. Therefore, their 501c3 is in jeopardy of getting revoked. And that's basically a way to shut churches up. Church wants to talk about uh, being anti-abortion. They get threatened to have their 501c3 taken away. The church wants to talk about election integrity and what's going on in our country they get threatened to have their 501c3 taken away. The, uh, the uh, church wants to talk about the January 6th insurrection, but also talk about the BLM riots. Well, you can't do that. If a church wants to talk about fighting back against the vaccine, but you can't do that. But guess what the Pope can do? And why is the Pope, why am I bringing the Pope up? For American politics, because Catholicism is very prominent in America. That's yeah. why I'm bringing it up. Uh, however, Pro Pope Francis can get involved directly with COVID-19 in support of it. 
and that's okay. Pope Francis is spread, says spreading disinformation on vaccines and COVID-19 is a violation of human rights. He praised fact-checking and urged for more truth. That gets to go everywhere because that's in support of the vaccine. But any church that dare not be in support of the vaccine... They're not allowed to do that. Here's another question. And please, I always welcome other people to do their research. What do Muslims think about the vaccine? What are Muslim churches saying about the vaccine? Vaccination status. What's the vaccination status among the Muslim community? I know that it's super low among the African-American community. What about the Muslim community or the Jewish community or, or, or all of these other religions? I'm just curious because you don't get to hear about any of those things. Uh, the only reason that you're hearing about the Pope is because he's coming out pro-vaccine and pro-fact-checking. Uh, anyway, again, other random things for you to do. Uh, this is all about money, okay? The reason why they allow the Pope to say these things in support of the vaccines is because this is all about money. Check this out. The White House, did you know this? The White House has a one5 Billion with a B budget to promote vaccines. Check this out. This is the paradox of stupid that we live in here. Okay. Let me see if I can say this correctly. The White House has a $1.5 billion budget to promote vaccines for for profit corporations that have record profits with products that aren't working. Wait, so the government is doing the advertising, $1.5 billion worth they for have, companies that are making their own profits. They have marketing advertising budget set aside for Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, all these other things for the vaccine, okay? So they have a one, one more time, I'm going to read it again, a $1.5 billion budget to promote vaccines for for-profit corporations, Moderna, Pfizer, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, that have already record profits with a product that isn't working as advertised. And they are shielded from getting sued. You can't sue Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson & Johnson. But yet Joe Rogan is a threat to our democracy and needs to be removed against the airwaves because he's simply having medical doctors say, uh, maybe this isn't working as well as it should. One more time, just 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 to go right into your ear hole and just digest this paradox of stupid. The White House has a $1.5 billion budget to promote vaccines for for-profit corporations that have record profits already with products that aren't working and you are unable to sue them. That's a lot of stupid. This is America, and this is where you live. Uh, but, 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 there are some places that are offering you some money, right? Because you think out of $1.5 billion, you should get some money out of this, right? Well, rest assured that Mayor Lightfoot Beetlejuice in Chicago is giving you some of that money back. In a now viral tweet, it is Mayor Lightfoot who has the worst receding hairline I've ever seen in my entire life. That is a, I don't know. It, it, it's just see how bad it is. It's Beetlejuice. Just, just look her up. 
Mayor Lightfoot Beetlejuice. I bet you something pops up. Oh, yeah. She looks just like Beetlejuice. Google it. I bet it has like a picture next to a picture of her and Beetlejuice. Just anyway, so there's a video of her with a picture. And on the floor, it's money that spells out get vaxxed. Okay. So I counted it up. So I zoomed in because this is how my brain works, right? I zoomed in. These are all 20s, okay? So she spelled out 20s, and then the apostrophe between the V-A-X apostrophe D, the apostrophe is a $1. So I added it all up. The tweet says, the message is clear. Get vaccinated from the comfort of your home, and this stack could be yours. So in other words, one person might win this stack, as she calls it. How much money is it? Well, like I said, I added it up. Including the dollar in the apostrophe, it is $825 total. Sorry, no, I was too, too busy doing some uh, Beetlejuice research <laughs> over here. <laughs> Looking at pictures of her. I added, it, I added it all up. It spells get vaxxed on the floor, and it's 20s, and it has an apostrophe that's a dollar, which I just thought was hilarious. Uh, so basically, they want everyone in Chicago to get vaccinated. And if you do it, one person could win this stack, as they call it. It's not even a thousand bucks. Wouldn't a thousand bucks be like what you think is a stack? Yeah. Just right off the bat, or 10 G's, or 5 G's, or 100 G's, or something? Nope. $825 is is what you can get. And imagine Chicago, that might not go too far. Cringe level across the board. All right. So here's one thing that I'm finally going to say and end on COVID because we have a lot to talk about here. Um, I got called a whore, by the way. We're going to talk about that Ooh, here in a minute. I want to hear about that. Uh, but before we get into the sponsor, I saw this tweet by Kevin Sorbo, Hercules himself, and it was monumental, this tweet here. So check this out. We know this is true because we've already reported on it, right? Some hospitals are denying service to the unvaxxed, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. we, like we know this to be true. This is 100% verified. So he says in his tweet, some hospitals are denying service to the unvaxxed. I've said it once and I'll say it again. Who is filling up the hospitals? If they're denying service to unvaccinated individuals, then who is filling up the hospitals. I guess that'd be vaccinated people. One, the hospitals are not getting filled up. This is also a lie. Okay, we know because the CDC has reported it that this that the that the Delta wave was a 33% decrease in hospitalization. Omicron is even greater. So the hospitals are not filling up. What's happening is they have a shortage, which by the way is being reported now that healthcare workers that were fired are being rehired again. They should get raises and, you know, public apologies, but either way. Oh, they should. But this is a very, very big question for you to think about before we get into our next sponsor. If if many, many, many hospitals are denying service to the unvaxxed, who is filling the hospitals up to capacity? So they say. Very, very good question. But let's get into a sponsor. All right, all right, all right. Right now, inflation is at a 40-year high, and it's here to stay because the Joe Biden economy sucks, and it's in the crapper, and they want it to stay that way. 
because they hate you and they hate your savings and they hate that you are trying to make it where you're not dependent on them. So that's why I've teamed up with Birch Gold because you need to protect what is yours. Maybe you've worked your whole life. You've got 10 grand saved up in the savings account. Maybe you've got more. Maybe you've got your retirement in there and you're trying, but as the inflation goes up, as the economy crashes, I I posted a story yesterday. It cost me $100 on the dot to fill up my truck just the other day. Um, Your money is in jeopardy. And that's why working with Birch Gold to diversify your savings into gold, silver, and precious metals. It's not a money-making scheme. It is a way to protect the money that is yours. And it comes as absolutely no expense to you. All you have to do is text the word Graham to 989898. And all they do is send you a free 20-page comprehensive guide to figure out why gold, silver, and precious metals can work to protect what is yours. And... Until February 28th, if you purchase with Birch Gold, you will get a free signed copy of my book, Dear America, Live Like It's 912. So what do you have to lose? The answer is absolutely nothing. All you have to do is text the word Graham to 989898 right now. All right, so let's get back to the Supreme Court nominee stuff. So since we did our episode yesterday, it has been made official. Justice Breyer has made his official announcement Mm -hmm. that he is retiring. um, And uh, this is what Biden has to say about it. Here we go. Our process is going to be rigorous. I will select a nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. All right, let's listen to that again. The first black woman nominated to the Supreme Court. But listen to this. So he contradicts himself right here. Legacy of excellence and decency. Well, I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings. What candidates' backgrounds and writings are you studying? Only black women? I guess so. Again, that's what I have a problem with. It's not It's not that there's not a qualified black woman to be a Supreme Court justice. He says, again, I don't want to put words in his mouth, so I'm just going to play it. ...of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings... While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings... But he's made one decision that it will be a black woman. So you're not studying all candidates' backgrounds and writings. No. You're not studying, honestly, the black population is 17% of America. The black female population is probably 8 to 9% of the population of America. Uh, black women that are judges to qualify for Supreme Court. <clears throat> Point zero two percent of the population of America. So you're not really looking at a whole lot of yeah. qualified people for this position, which is my problem with it, right? Like we had this discussion in depth yesterday, and so many of you ladies reached out and basically said the same thing, that that you want the most qualified person to be the Supreme Court justice, which we all do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that's not a black woman. 
I'm saying, how do you know when you're only looking at black female applicants? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's, I'm not being racist. I'm just being honest. Joe Biden's being racist and sexist. But alas, Keith Oberman decided to pick a Twitter war with me yesterday about my tweet. So I'll read uh, what I said. And then I'll read Keith Oberman. Now, some of you may not know who Keith Oberman is. Do not worry. I'm going to educate you on who this lunatic is. Okay. By the way, he looks like Mr. Feeney if Mr. Feeney was under the Third Reich of Hitler. But either way, moving on. All right. This is what I said. Jen Psaki just confirmed that Biden's SCOTUS nominee will be a black woman. What about actually earning it instead of only ma- instead of making it only about race and gender? So Keith Oberman decided to open his big fat mouth, and this was his response. So there has never been a black woman justice on the Supreme Court because none of them ever earned it. <clears throat> when did you become a whore for the lunatic far right? And then, of course... I chimed back in and I said, only an idiot would get that out of my tweet, but I'm not shocked that you opened your far left lunatic mouth about it. And then we go back and forth and on and on and on. Uh, And I decided not to text that he looked like a third Reich, uh, Mr. Feeney. Uh, But I'm saying it on the podcast because this is my podcast and I'll say whatever I want. Uh, You got to be careful saying anything about the Third Reich or Nazis on Twitter, because they will... You probably could get banned They that, will Gestapo you real quick <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> but this dude is an absolute moron, okay? So I don't want to talk about the Supreme Court stuff. I want to talk about him calling me a whore for the lunatic far right, okay? That's what Keith Oberman said. Now, who is Keith Oberman? Well, he used to be a star on MSNBC. But even he is so stupid that MSNBC he's no longer anyway, okay, I've got some I've got some video stuff for you. Um okay, here we go. Just just one, just one clip. I mean, it's really all we need is here. This is this is who called me a whore for the far right. Okay? You ready? Here we go. Trump can be and must be expunged. The hate he has triggered, the Pandora's box he has opened, they will not be so easily destroyed. He's talking about us. Let us brace ourselves. The task is twofold. The terrorist Trump must be defeated, must be destroyed, must be devoured at the ballot box. And then he and his enablers and his supporters and his collaborators and the Mike Lees and the William Barrs and the Sean Hannity's and the Mike Pence's and the Rudy Giuliani's and the Kyle Rittenhouse's and the Amy Coney Barrett's must be prosecuted and convicted and removed from our society while we try to rebuild it and to rebuild the world Trump has nearly destroyed by turning it over to a virus. Remember it, even as we dream of a return to reality and safety and the country for which our forefathers died, that the fight is not just to win an election, but to win it by enough to chase, at least for a moment, Trump and the maggots off the stage and then try to clean up what they left. Remember it, even though to remember it, means remembering that the fight does not end November 3rd, but in many ways will only begin that day. 
I'm a whore for the far right. Well, this guy is a freaking lunatic for the like, far left. That's full on, like, pretty much Nazi. He said right that anyone who supported Trump needs to be prosecuted and removed from our society. <laughs> that's dangerous talk. <laughs> this guy is this guy is something else. Uh, <laughs> that's Keith Olbermann, guys. And, uh, you know, I really have a good time messing with Keith. It brings me a lot of joy. Uh, he talks a lot of crap to me. I really enjoy talking a lot of crap to him uh, because he's a, he's 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 a lunatic. He is the Nazi. Like it's so funny because they call us Nazis. They are equivalent to if, Nazis. If you read your history, that's literally what the Nazis were doing: was removing people from society that disagreed with them. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that's history. Anyway. There's Keith Olbermann, everyone. Um, okay, let's see here. Um, I knew Ant-Man was my favorite movie, uh, and here's why. Uh, one of the stars of the Marvel Universe, believe it or not, is actually coming out criticizing all of these vaccine mandates. So Twitter is now at outraged over Marvel actress Evangeline... Lily? Yeah. yeah, Evangeline Lily. Okay. Publicizing her stance against the vaccine mandates. Now she plays um The Wasp. The Wasp in Ant Man. So she's the love interest. She's all this other kind of stuff. Um, and she started a social media firestorm this week when she publicly denounced COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Lily had previously expressed unpopular opinions about social distancing in 2020, but now has reignited the controversy by attending a defeat the mandates rally in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. The Lost alum shared photos from the event with her 2 million followers on Instagram. The caption, the caption read, in part, I believe nobody should ever be forced to inject their body with anything against their will under any threat whatsoever. This is not the way. Here is the interesting part. And this is what I want to say to Americans right now. This is a Canadian actress mm -hmm. who has found prevalence and success in America. Why are the Canadians being more American than Americans? Okay, everyone knows about the trucker convoy, all of this stuff. My buddy Adam Calhoun just yesterday posted a photo in support of the truckers. Uh, basically, uh, he's got a buddy who lives in Canada, and they both posted a photo that says... Uh, I stand with Canadian truckers in the in the Freedom Convoy of 2022. And so Adam wrote this. First of all, Adam, you stole my line, but I'll let it go because it's a good post. He goes, Dear America. <laughs> uh, that's trademarked, by the way, Adam. Anyway, we're supposed to be the leaders of the free world. I see England, Australia, and now Canada saying we've had enough. It's been two years of BS. We're over it. Much respect to the truck drivers around the world. Without them, all our shelves in the stores would be empty. Even more respect to our Canadian neighbors. I stand with my Canadian brother, and he names the guy in the, in the photo. It's time to take a stand and stop living in fear. It's time to uncover our faces and smile at each other. It's time for our world's governments to hear our voices through our actions. I couldn't agree more. And now you've got... A Canadian actress for Marvel also taking a stand here in America. Why? Why are Americans so weak? 
Why are Americans so afraid? And who would have thought we'd live in a world where Canadians were being more pro-freedom than Americans? We are supposed to be the leaders of the free world, and we're cowering in our mother's basements. Sad. It's very, very, very sad. Okay, you guys remember, um, you know, the whole Trump impeachment over a phone call? You guys remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. Where they just screamed, release the transcripts, release the transcripts. And Trump labeled it as a perfect call with Ukraine and all this other kind of stuff. Well, yesterday, Biden had a call with the president of Ukraine. And reports came out that it did not go well at all. In fact, CNN initially reported that it did not go well. Then they immediately took it down and then Jack Posobiec called them out on it so much on such a viral scale that they had to put it back up. Okay? So here's the thing. Somebody is lying about the call with President Biden and the President of Ukraine. Is it the Biden administration or is it CNN. This article says just like this. One of the two is lying, but it's unclear which it is because they both have a history of spewing fake news, though usually the same false narrative and in full coordination with one another. Uh, A serious political scandal has unexpectedly erupted between the U.S. and Ukraine after an unnamed official from the latter reportedly told CNN about the disagreements that erupted during their leader's nearly hour-and-a-half-long phone call on Thursday, a portrayal that the Biden administration vehemently, vehemently denied. The report claimed that Biden told uh, Zelensky to prepare for impact and that Kev in that the capital of Ukraine yes. uh, could allegedly be sacked by invading Russian forces. The unnamed Ukrainian official also supposedly told CNN that the U.S. wouldn't significantly significantly offer more military help in that scenario. One of the two is lying, but it's unclear which it is because they both have a history of spewing fake news. Um, basically the president of Ukraine said, no, there's not a serious threat going on. We're fine. President Biden goes, no, you're not fine. Russia's fixing to just murder all of you and you need to be prepared to go to war with Russia. So everyone is screaming, release the tapes, release the transcripts. Let us know what actually was being said. But yet the Biden administration is saying, no. You're not allowed to have those transcripts. But yet, not even two years ago, they demanded the same of President Trump. They flip-flop back and forth so much. And then last but not least, all I have to say is this. We are not a serious country anymore, and here's why. Um, Fox News reports that the Biden administration has been releasing illegal immigrants with criminal convictions, including assault, DUI, drug possessions, and illegal reentry into our communities for the past year. And I'm not just reading this. This is actually on TV being reported right now. Listen. I source telling me that these releases have been going on since, la- since last year and that the federal government is releasing migrants with uh, some misdemeanor criminal convictions, uh, including assault, UI, drug possession, and illegal reentry. Back out here live, I asked ICE about that this morning. Are they releasing migrants with some misdemeanor criminal history? They didn't deny it. They only told me they do these releases on a case-by-case basis. We'll send it back to you. 
I didn't know assault was a misdemeanor. Seems like a pretty big deal. You know, DUIs, drug possession, and illegal reentry. We live in a country where we're allowing millions of illegals to enter into our country. We have no idea who these people are. Reports are showing that in the middle of the night that the government's loading them on planes and taking them all over the country. Uh, and now the ones that we are detaining that we found to have uh, criminal histories attached to them over the past year, we now are finding out that the Biden administration is just releasing them, just releasing them into society. Um, and yet we still just sit here. This is no longer a serious country. We no longer are the Americans of the past. We are no longer the greatest country in the world in mindset. We have the power to be so, but we've lost something. We've lost that spark. We have other countries displaying the type of courage that we should be displaying here in America. These countries that do not have the same rights, freedoms, and privileges that we do are displaying more countries than uh, are displaying more courage than we are in the land of the free and the home of the brave. But where are the brave people? I don't know. I don't know where you are. Where are you? Are you going to work to your job? Are you taking your kids? to baseball practice? Are you sitting idly by waiting for the storm to move along and just hoping and praying that life will get back to normal? But what is normal these days? Is normal submitting to other people's will because you're so afraid of offending anyone? that it could ruin your life is normal. Just doing whatever the government says. And yes, again, I keep harping on this, all you airplane flyers, every single one of you, I blame you (laughs) because you're giving them the power to keep doing it. If everybody stopped flying tomorrow, all of these mass mandates would go away within a week, Mm -hmm. but you won't, you you won't, you won't, you won't stop. Graham, what am I supposed to do? I only make $30,000 a year. Suffer. Because you expect people like us to. You expect us to stand up and lose money. You expect us to put our careers on the line. You expect us to be so adamantly emboldened to protect your freedom that we get subpoenaed by the January 6th committee and all the above. You expect other people to do it, but you don't want to do it. Canadians are more American than we are right now. Not the government of Canada, but the citizens of Canada. Canadians are more American than Americans right now. That should piss you off. It makes me mad. I'm proud of them. I stand with them. Do it. Justin Trudeau needs to go. He freaking looks like Anakin Skywalker before he comes Darth Vader. He does. (laughs) I don't know what needs to happen to do the spark that that turns you back into the Americans of old. But you got to figure it out quick. 
because things are only going to get more insane. That's all we have for this episode. Enjoy your weekend. Make sure to share this video. Uh, Give us five stars. Leave us a review. It helps us in the charts. That's all we have for this episode, and we'll see you again next time.